everyone and welcome to another episode of Nika Live. We are coming to you on LinkedIn on a Tuesday for a change this week. But to those of you listening as part of the Nika Podcast Network, you're hearing us at the normal time on Thursdays. I'm coming to you this week to recap all of the incredible things that happened last week as part of Nika Now 2021. It was a tremendous leadership conference for all of the team at Nika and our important membership filled with amazing speakers, education sessions, entertainment and so much more. The feedback has been phenomenal so thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Now as you can see uh, from all of the agendas and all of the amazing posts that we had online if you were not there you genuinely did miss out although you haven't really quite missed out yet. Exciting news everyone all of the content that was there of course is available all the way through May 15. But if you didn't get to the event, if you couldn't show up live, if you couldn't commit to it in your calendar, well, we are excited to say that you can still get access right now if you sign up after the event and it will cost you only $150. This is a bargain for all of that amazing content and for the world-class speakers that we got to experience. And one in particular is Seth Madison, who we are so lucky to have joining us today. Seth is an internationally renowned expert and author on workplace trends, on generational dynamics and on business strategy. At Luminate Labs, he advises many of the world's leading brands and organisations on the small and large shifts around talent management, change and innovation, leadership and the future of work, that buzzword that everyone is talking about. He hosted two sessions at Nika Now, harnessing the power of belonging to activate high performance and organizational resiliency and leading high-performance virtual teams, strategies for succeeding with a remote workforce. And I know the feedback has been incredible, so I am so delighted that we have got the one and only Seth is with us right now. Hello, Seth. How are you? I'm well, David. How are you? Oh, I am fantastic. Seth, where where do I get the sunshine for that beautiful tan? Could you send a little bit over to Ireland, a small bit, please? I was going to say, we're coming to you live from uh, Southern California, from Los Angeles, and we've been very... Very lucky. The weather has been great. And I was thinking the same thing. I'll send you sunshine and you send me whatever supplements you take to have energy at this level, at this time of the evening, uh, because I could use it. I love it. Oh, I can assure you the supplement is entirely <laughs> liquid. I can assure you. Well, look, Seth, it was so great to spend some time with you at Nika now. And this is one yes. of our most popular events ever. It is amazing to see that we the engagement that we get from the audience. But tell me, how was yeah. your experience? How did you find the sessions? Yeah, I, listen, it was um, it was a lot of fun for me because this was a little bit of a a, a reunion party for me. I, I actually had a chance to to work with the association back in 2011, 22, I mean, almost ten years ago. Wow. Uh, you know, I was a baby at that time, and so to get to come back to this incredible community and incredible group of leaders and bring new research and spend time with them certainly it's a it's a dramatically different moment in time and and you know leveraging these new technologies so it was special to come back and uh and i was blown away by just the overall experience the overall engagement 
all, all of the conversations I've had with people post that attended have been, you know, people really loved it from my perspective. And what a time to come back, Seth. I suppose the whole world has changed in the last 12 months. I don't know. Are we in the new normal yet? Is that just around the corner? And I suppose for you and I, our worlds have changed. The way that we bring an audience into the screen, the way that we engage them with a content. What do you think yeah. of this move to virtual and this idea that now people can learn from us anywhere, anytime? Yeah, it, it is a different world, isn't it, David? You, know, you think back a year ago, and, and I know you, you probably experienced much the same that I did of, you know, almost exactly this time a year ago, we were watching as the calendar was really starting to empty out. First in March, it was, you know, April events are done and you were hopeful that maybe, maybe by May or June, we'd be back to normal. And then the reality was starting to set in about right now. And, and I have to tell you in full transparency, it was tremendously emotional for me as the realization that we we weren't going to come back. I mean, it's difficult. You know, you always need to plan, do a little worst case scenario planning in your business. But I know for me personally, I, I we did not plan for it to go to zero and how to weather that storm. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, we mental health was a major issue for everyone in the world yet last year. In fact, Deloitte came out with their 2021 human capital trends report, mental health, the number one human capital trend issue for the year. And I was right there on the front lines of it, um, you know, really dealing with, you know, bouts of depression at times of just like embracing this new norm. And I have a feeling that for people who are tuned in there, there's probably been moments in time over the past 12 months, they've experienced that as well. For me, one of the things that helped me shift it was really just this idea of reframing the story. And what I mean by reframing the story, and this is something I still use in my life, moving forward is we tell ourselves a story about this thing that's happened. Okay, COVID has happened. And we can either tell the story, which I was in the beginning, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened in my business. And it wasn't until I had a mentor who sort of you know, grabbed me and leaned into me and was like, but but what if we simply changed the story to what if COVID was the greatest thing that ever happened to your business? And it's irrelevant of whether or not it's true or not. One could argue either way, but it was about reframing that story and shifting my mindset into really thinking, what if it was the greatest thing that ever happened? What if I could learn how to use these new tools to your point, engage our audiences? I, I don't have to be on the road 100 days, 150 days a year away from my family? What if I could do this business here and still make it impactful and still live a great life? And the second that became a possibility for me, everything started to shift, including my emotional state. And, and so as we moved through the year, yes, it's been changed. You know, we built out this virtual studio. I know the same is true for you. This, this environment you're in right now, I think, I don't know if that was your garage or a spare room. We, you know, I'm in my office now, but we, we turned the two car garage into a studio that didn't exist. And so I think we've all done done things this year that we never thought we would have to do before. And we leaned into that. And so what I'm excited about is that if we could do that, what else can we do moving forward as sort of this new normal or next normal starts to unfold? Oh, I think it is so true. I mean, who would have thought 12 months from now that you and I would essentially be YouTubers, Seth? How did this happen? <laughs> I know. How on earth did this happen? To, honestly, we're about five minutes away from playing Minecraft and asking people to send us gold coins. 100%, 100%. But it, it is, I think, our ability to pivot and be flexible. And you're right, there are opportunities. And I think one of the amazing opportunities that virtual events provide is that a number of years ago to attend something like Nika now will have cost 
maybe three to five thousand dollars per employee. You've got to fly someone to Vegas. You've got to cover their room, their extracurricular activities, whatever they may be. Um, but now we can open this up to the entire organization at every level. And that's what yeah. makes it really exciting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really powerful. You know, listen, as we move forward, I fully believe and I'm putting, you know, all bets in on a, a hybrid environment. Uh, I think everyone is starved for the opportunity to get back in person. I, I don't know about for you, but like I'm I'm seeing the fall calendar of in person starting to fill up. And I know, yeah, I'm sure everyone is looking forward to Nashville uh, for this group, which is going to be amazing. We all want that. But at the same time, and I don't know what the team's plan is, if they're going to do hybrid and broadcast it, I'm, I'm guessing that they are. And if not, I think that will be a strategy moving forward because you hit the nail on the head. You know, in the past, it, you know, an organization would be able to look at the finances and say, we can afford to send a handful of executives. And so, you're counting on them to be able to go back and share and disseminate that information that they learn, create changes in behavior. But if now you knew, if I'm if I'm an owner operator and I knew that I could tap into all of this knowledge and experience at an event like this and, and have my people tune in to help level up their skills. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I, I loved your comment of the future of work, a little bit of a buzzword right now. You know, I, I feel like we put stakes in the ground around that theme back in 2012. And so for me, this is just a continuation of everything that we have been doing for almost the past decade. And the biggest thing right now is, is how fast can you reskill, upskill your people, your talent, and yourself as a leader? How quickly can you do that? Can you change as fast as the world is changing around you? And these new technologies and the digitalization of our conference experiences is going to help owner operators reskill, upskill, and prepare their people for their future. But you have to think like that. Yeah, and ultimately, the I, I'm certain I've stolen this from a fridge magnet, but they say the best way to predict the future is to create it. And it's up to leaders Great. out there right now to start to Great. craft and shape what the future looks like for them. And of course, no matter what happens, no matter how many vaccines, no matter how many COVID 22s or 25s come around the corner, virtual teams will always be here. And I yes. know that you are trusted yes. by all of the Fortune 500 businesses to create world class performance even if teams are operating remotely? Is it really yeah, possible yeah. to move the needle on performance if you can't see your people face to face? It's such a great question. I do just want to comment on on your, your, your refrigerator sticker comment. If you want to predict the future, you create it. You are so spot on. And, and the, the reason I call that out is because, you know, a lot of leaders come to myself and the organization right now and they're asking us, you know, what will the, the future of work in a post-COVID world look like? What's the blueprint? And the message is this, there is no one blueprint. You know, I've had a chance just to give perspective, uh, global leadership at CVS, the entire leadership team at NASA, like NASA preparing their leader of the future profile. These are the level of organizations and then small to mid-sized operators too. And each and every one of them is putting stakes in the ground around a slightly different future than everyone else. And so what that means is if there is no one blueprint, you have to have two things. Number one, you have to know who you are and you have to know where you're going. 
period. So uh, meaning when I say well, you have to know who you are as an organization, your core values, your behaviors, how you're going to show up and operate to know at your ethos who you are. And then you have to have a clear and compelling vision of the future. So we know we're here and we're going there. How we get there in between, we will figure it out. That can be flexible. So when you start from that place and specifically to your question about can you create high performing teams in this virtual environment? The answer is unequivocally absolutely yes. And I have spent time with so many organizations that never dreamed that it was possible. NASA being one of them. They abs- Now, of course, you have essential people on the manufacturing side, supply chain side, who were on the ground throughout the entire process. But a large majority of their talent got thrust out into a virtual environment. And they came from a very traditional manufacturing environment. You know, And, and we've worked with a number of them where it was like, you have to be in the office in order to be productive. And it was this element of trust. Can we trust our people to, to, to perform and to excel? And then they got thrust into this environment and performance stayed up, engagement stayed up across the board. Now, there's some debate about when we see times like this, like we saw also after the Great Recession of 2007 and 2008, when people are fearful that they might not have a job, they work harder and they're more engaged because they're happy to have a job. But we're past that time now. We found out that we can. Now, the flip side of it is, is we have to watch out for burnout because research shows people are working three hours longer a day. We don't have to worry about them not working harder. They're actually working longer. We have a hard time unplugging. So it works, but we have to learn new skills, new competencies, develop new processes and systems to be able to support this environment. Well, what would you say to a leader at the moment, Seth, who's really struggling to actually connect and remember that there are human beings on the other side of the screen? I don't know about you. Some of my clients these days, even though we are a year into this pandemic now, they're turning up on Teams, they're turning up on Zoom, and forgive me, but they're doing it with their camera off. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that all the time. Of course, every once in a while, there's a naked kid running around in the background something's collapsing the place is a mess okay so every once in a while that camera must be off but if we're going to engage as people don't we need to connect like people yeah, we do. And 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 you bring up a great point about the camera. The camera is an incredibly powerful asset at our, our disposal to be able to create connection. And Zoom fatigue, video platforming fatigue is a real thing. Um, you know, and so giving people the freedom that when they need to be able to turn that camera off, you know, sometimes today, and I don't know about you, but all of our kickoff calls for clients, they used to be conference calls. Now every single one of them is a Zoom session, which is great. But when I see just a regular their old call on my calendar i'm so bloody happy because oh it's a joy isn't it it's a joy it's a joy and it's not even about you know i had to take a shower and comb my hair for this but it's like sometimes it's just nice i don't want to sit outside i'm moving around i don't have to be here because here's the thing for leaders you have to think about how do you amplify and extend influence through the virtual channel. And I'll give you just a couple of simple examples based on the research. Our brain, from a neuroscience perspective, we are unconsciously checking for clues as humans. It's hardwired into our DNA of, can I trust this person? Is this person trustworthy? And one of those clues is eye contact. We're looking for those things. And so if we were in person and the and we were never actually looking in each other's eyes. Our eyes are always kind of shifting and looking down. 
immediately there is an element of mistrust that creeps into the back of our mind. Now, what people oftentimes don't realize is like, if I'm looking at myself down here, I'm not looking into the camera, which is essentially into your eyes. So I have to be so much more present and aware of my presence. You know, you bring such incredible energy to this, to, to your craft. It's unbelievable. You, you really do though. And people don't realize that takes effort. You got to get up. And so guess what? As a leader, it's your responsibility. You can't come just like dragging low energy into a video conference and half doing other things. You will miss the connection to your people. And that is not something that requires more money or more intensive technology. It requires intention and effort. It takes more effort on your behalf today as leaders. And if you show up as the highest potential, the highest expression and version of yourself as a leader every day, which is a big request. But that's the responsibility of being a leader today. It takes more. And you have to give more to get it, don't you? I know one thing that fascinates me. Time and time again, people are saying, oh, yes, I've got Zoom fatigued. You know, I'm tired of Teams. I'm weary of WebEx. I mean, who isn't weary of WebEx? Whoever created WebEx, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree I'm sorry. completely. They should be put off the side of a cliff. I'm just going to put it out there. But I, I know that um, people say that, oh, we've got too much screen time. I need a break from screen time. But then they go to the bathroom and use their cell phone on the toilet, and then they spend three hours on Netflix every night. The truth is, we're not tired of screen time, we're tired of bad screen time. And when it's high quality, when we have world-class speakers like you coming and joining us at Nika Now, it makes it easy for people to lean into the screen and yes. get the best experience. Yes. And, and yes. Seth, yes. you know, I, I know our audience will want to know, where can they find out more about your work? Uh, thank you. It's a, it's a great question. So I'm easy to find. The website is just sethmadison.com and then Seth Madison, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N across all handles, LinkedIn, Instagram. Oh, you Twitter, got in early. Good man, Seth. You I got, got in, in early. You got to grab them all early. So, you can, <laughs> so just Seth Madison. And I, you know, we, we probably push the most amount of our research, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. This will be a great place for people to follow. And um, we're going to be putting out new research this summer. And so I'd love to stay in touch if there's anything that we can do to support. And, and David, again, just a, a nod to you, the work that you do, you know, it is the, the responsibility of holding space like you do, bringing the energy that you do, making the environment feel very warm and inviting for me to be able to do my thing. Thank you for, for doing the work that you do. Oh, that's so I think I've just found my new business development director, guys. Uh, well done. We've got, we, we, it's a hire. Um, Seth, it is always a joy to spend time with you. Thank you so much for being part of, of the Nika family. And I hope that we'll get involved with you again over the summer when that new research comes out. And hey, we'll maybe share a pair of cowboy boots if we can get for you sure. down to Nashville. For sure. Thanks, David. Thanks so much. Take care. Have a good one, buddy. And of course, thank you so much to every one of you for being part of this amazing uh, event that we had last week. Nika now is an absolute fan favorite with all of the team at Nika. So I know that you were inspired by Seth's work, but if for any reason that you did not make your way to the event, then remember right now you can catch up on all of the material, but time is running out. If you want to get all of the good stuff that you didn't get to to enjoy for only $150,
then go to nikalive.nikanet.org and register. This is your opportunity to hear from world-class speakers, uh, world-class keynotes, learning sessions, and even some entertainment, and enjoy conversations with Micro, with Marcus Lemonis, plenary sessions with Lisa Sun, Steve Pemberton, and plenty more. But the clock is ticking. The content will only available uh, be available until May 15th. So thank you so much for being part of the Nika family. We will see you back here next week for another amazing, fun, interactive episode of Nika Live.